Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach and this episode we're going to be talking all things Sydney racing. Uh, it's all heating up. we got the Everest next week and last week, you know, plenty of good racing as well, especially with the premiere and the flight stakes and the Epsom, that all happened. It was a pretty tough day on the punt, me personally, plenty of seconds. Um, but it's all happening. If you are, if you want to follow us, follow us along uh, on Instagram. Give us a spell pod. We also use uh, Twitter as well, Facebook, sporadically. So if you do that, um, if you're liking the podcast, please share it and maybe leave a rate or review or write a review or give it five stars or whatever. Um, it does wonders for us. So this episode, going to get Kohai and Tom on the blower, and we're going to give it a full preview of this uh, meeting coming up on Saturday as I welcome in Tom. Yeah, good, mate. And the footy season and spring just kicking up now. So um, daylight savings kicking in, just glorious afternoon. So hay fever's kicking in a bit, but it's um, no, it's a good time of year. It's one of the best times of the year, I reckon. What is with like Queensland and these other states not having daylight savings? You with me, Coey? Mate, uh, well, I think did I hear on the radar that they might be having a vote oh, Queensland really? that about daylight savings, whether they should join in and chime in. It's bizarre. But, uh, they just need to learn how to count first. Well, yeah, they don't have. They've got too many fingers for that. I think I heard. So I mean, um, regardless, I mean, it's a great time. Longer days. The weather's been unreal, really. I mean, today's a little bit blustery, but I mean, it's been twenty high twenties, so summer's approaching fast. It's um, what did you make of the grand final? So, we probably won't put a sport podcast out this week, but we can touch on the grand final from the weekend. Um, I was in the bunnies camp just because I think I, I didn't really, I don't mind either team, but I kind of wanted the, I kind of wanted the Benji Marshall, Wayne Swan Song. I was keen for Adam Reynolds to have a good sign out. Um, it was a bloody tough game. Like it was a really good game to watch. It was brutal watching Adam miss the goal. What did you make of the game, Tom? Yeah, I joke about Queenslanders. They um managed to put on a pretty awesome grand final. I thought uh, I thought the game was pretty good. I thought I read it pretty well because I got Burton first try. I thought he played a really good game, and I managed to get Cody and Alex Johnson to score. And I, I said all week Penrith going to win, and for some reason I put South one to twelve, which um. Cost me about four and a half grand, but oh well, it was, yeah, no, it was still a really good game. Um, Penrith, just so tough. Cleary's kicking game was relentless. Like, just putting it on a dime, just constantly a um, couple metres out from the line. Like, he just made it so tough. I thought Souths were really good. They, like, Taff was doing all he could to bring it out, but they were just um, all over him and... Yeah, they they try to attack, but they just couldn't. They couldn't get through Penrith, and Penrith just played so strong. They played like three grand finals after each other, and mm. yeah, it was it was a really good game. You're, you're right, Zach. It was it was a tough one. What about Dylan Edwards, who's been sitting in a moon boot all week and in a wheelchair and whatnot, and ran for 227 meters with about 30 runs? He um must have had the hand of God with him, Coey. Yeah, I mean, he, I think everyone, all in all, both sides played. Out of the skin. I don't know. I don't know about Rabbitohs not getting through Penrith's defence because I reckon what cost them in the end was obviously that cutout pass. So I don't know. Like I think if anything, the Penrith Panthers were struggling to get across South's defence. But all in all, though, like it was a crack. It was a it was a grand final. Like it had that feel. I mean, it's a shame for both Melbourne and Manly who fell just short. But I mean, 
it lived up to all expectations in my eyes. And just the fact that the story out of the Penrith camp, you know, 13 of the 17 went through the development Penrith side and played alongside each other for a number of years and winning the grand final together. I mean, I think that tale, yeah, it's a shame that, you know, the likes of Benji Reynolds and even Bennett of that sake, um, you know, disband from the Rabbitohs and, you know, they didn't get that uh, premiership in the end. But I think it's... It, I, it's good to see someone like Penrith get up in, in my eyes. Uh, it's it's The tides are changing. Yeah, I can't cop people saying that Cody Walker's not a big game player just because he threw that intercept. You know, that that did my head, Tommy. How sick was the try he scored, though? Like, mm. that was nuts. I, like, I don't think enough <laughs> made it. That was like an all-time grand final try. Unbelievable. Like, they'll be showing them highlights forever. Do you know what? And the people that scored, like, I don't know how I didn't get a same gamer up. Like, bookies would have made a stack, but... Cody Walker, everyone's been getting around him to score a try because he's been scoring. Alex Johnston and Steve Crichton, whoever else scored with them. But how did I not get a same camera? What's doing? I need a top pile, actually. Burton's like my go-to anyway because he's been going so well. But, um, mate, uh, as I said to you guys after the game, I reckon I was a whisker off getting about 10 of them if um, just one little thing happened. But... It was just that sort of game, just because it was so low scoring. Like, as you said, there were only really the four tries. But, um, yeah, that, like, you can't you can't hang it on Cody or Reynolds. Like, every other day, like, a uh, friend of the show, Hurl, said he watched that last 10 minutes again, just put himself through a bit of pain, and he could have sworn Reynolds' kick was going over. Like, yeah. I, I thought <laughs> for all money it was. Like, uh, it, imagine yeah, it went it to extra just, time. Oh, I, I, I was mate, hanging again. For it. Yeah, so yeah, no, it was good, and I think, I think people remember this. And now Benji's come out and retired from it, and he he um didn't get the fairy tale, but a lot of people saying a lot of good things because he was he he was a gun. He's such a legend, and there was there's talks like could he be an immortal in years to come, no. or is he not that? I reckon a hall of famer. They've they've introduced this new hall of fame sort of thing. I I think he's a shoe in for that. Um, probably not an immortal because you just think of like yeah, Darren Lockie is still not a immortal, you know, and some of them. Yeah. But like he'll, he'll definitely go down as one of the best New Zealand players we've ever seen for of sure. Course. Yeah, of course. Um, and all the boys are still bendering too. I think they're pretty much wrapped up today. But they've um, Mount Druitt would have been a good fun uh, over the last couple of days. But yeah, they've been actually just nonstop partying and then also partying with like a bunch of the All Blacks too. Do you say what about Tommy? Um. Tommy's selfie with Bowden Barrett yeah. in the crowd at the grand final as well. I and liked the caption that someone did. Did you see what they said? They said just the All Blacks fullback with the future Wallabies fullback. <laughs> Could be. Um, but what about what just hanging on the beach? Like no one, no one's been asleep for like three days. Just everyone taking it all in. Just like that's where you want to be, isn't it? Just. Um, all that hard work finally paying off, and uh, clear he's going to go down as one of the best. Give it a few years, yeah, like he's he, um, he's so young, and he's still got such a big future ahead of him. That's right. All right, well, footy's over, so fingers crossed that um, all goes according to plan next year. I think the Storm uh, are favourites on one bookie, and then the Panthers are favourites on the other bookie, and but I think Manly are even quite short too. Who knows? But um, 
fingers crossed it comes around a lot sooner because at the moment there's this little lull before cricket and before anything sort of happens. So we're very lucky that we've got racing this weekend, pumps for Everest and Cup and all that sort of stuff coming up. But um, we'll go straight into Ramwick. So another 10 race card and it obviously kicks off with a highway, fantastic race. Um, Bahamut is the fave, J-Mac, uh, $5.50 or... Opened eight bucks, so it's been smashed. Freedom Square is there for Paul Massara at seven. So say you, one that we've um, talked about in the past. Um, I've already had a bet on what's in this Hugh Bowman Murphan runner. Uh, got told by Brad Gray actually to have a have a little sneaky one on that when it opened at elevens. Uh, Mikado and Lord De Senimo. Tommy, take it away. Yeah, well, I'll touch on that one straight away, Zach. You can see why um, why Brad has said it because its first up run was. Um, against a really good horse in Spirinac, who on that great performance gets a slot in the Kosciuszko and is now like a main chance with McDonald on. So you'd have to think that forms the form you want to be following. And Hugh Bowman aboard it too. Like that's fantastic. And he's still getting 850. I'm all, all about what's in. Um, the only other one I really can have a little speck on would be Mikado. Um, Joanne Hardy and Jeff Penza. I just think it gets a soft lead. And um, in this field, I don't think there's a lot of leaders and it could just sneak away with it. So Mikado could pull a sneaky one with Jeffrey aboard, but I, I'm with you. I'm almost in. Co, are you going to jump on board with this? Negative. Um, <laughs> I, Fair enough. I'll be flat. Uh, the, I mean, great run in that uh, panorama at Bathurst. Totally agree. Like, I mean, the form lines seem the strongest without running any highways. I mean, they're running a highway down at Kembla, but I'm not going to classify that as a, you know, a genuine highway. I think Kembla is just a tricky horses for courses kind of track. So I'm going to just skip over that. Strong in that 1,300-meter race at Panorama. But I think I'm only – I've done a lot of my form based on what might be another leader or on pace bias. Just got a feeling like much like about two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago when they ran – Rails out a little bit, five, six metres um, around the pretty much the circumference of the track. I just think that, especially in this highway, I think, and Tommy's already touched on it, I think Mikata really gets a soft lead. And, I mean, 10's not too bad, barrier 10. I think it would just easily cross and it'll just probably set the tempo up. And if it is a sit and sprint, I'd be backing Mikado all day. But, I mean, I guess it being the first race, I won't be – going in chips in and <laughs> this yeah. field is very wide wide and everything else and you have to look at the other the rest of the horses within it like you look at something like lord de Sanamo, who's currently at 10 bucks as well carrying 54 that last start was enormous and terry robinson on the highway i mean that's always a good form line to follow freedom square drawn the car park so seven bucks is probably too short for mine and then the other one that also ran in the highway the fossil last start won the highway and that was enormous and the fact that it's drawn one it'll probably be a little bit more positive and the fact that it had one last start it's still 14 bucks i think there's a lot of shopping to be done outside of the favorites yeah i think the bahamut or whatever the jmac thing is i think that's a lot of jmac money yeah. essentially come in i mean genuinely looking at it i go you know like that 14 tenant lismore good win but saying that it's it's I don't know, like, is this strong enough for coming down the highway from Lismore in a Class 2 race to be $5.50 in this field? Probably not. I think that's unders in my eyes. So I'll be shopping around that 10 buck mark and going a little bit on Mikado and a little bit on Lord DeSanimo. All right. A couple of you going with Trifecta. 
Um, midway is race number two. Different strokes is the fave, and that's um, already been back 460 into 350. But what's been smashed is that actor of Annabelle Nisham. She's uh, opened 15 already into seven, so more than halved its quote. Calgary Queen for Brad Widdup. Um, congrats, Brad Widdup. He's got himself ice bath into the invitation. Cream Rises, big surprise. Divine Breath, always sure. Um, but Tom absolutely smashed this actor coming barrier 10 too. Yeah, yeah, um, it has. I'm, I really like different strokes, though, but um, I just think this horse is on the rise. Huey rode it last start, and he's decided to stay with it instead of going on another good chance in Big Surprise, which he's been riding. I think um, Brian Fletcher of Fletcher and Heine um, fame is on different uh, – is an owner of different strokes as well, and he, I think he tipped it to all of Fox League last start because um, there was some yipping in Yahoo and – on there about it and it's already in the um uh what's the race the four pillars as one mm. of kim's first horses through i think it's favorite for the four pillars and i think it'll be out to have a good show in there before it so i think different strokes if there's one as a little bit of a knockout i like jenny duggan on divine breath for Teresa bait up uh this had a good good run at kembla um first up and i think it'll improve and i think jenny claiming the two as well is um well, it'll um, get the weight advantage as well, so just maybe a little saver on it. But I think different strokes. I really like different strokes. Um, yeah, it's one of the best of the day for me. Coey, you like stroking as well? No, oh, who doesn't? <laughs> um, but I'm going to shop for – I mean, I think the fact that J-Max on Calgary Queen against, you know, he stuck with that ride, which actually surprised me a little bit. Um it's drawn 15, so hence why it's eight bucks this time around. I can't take it. Different strokes, I think, is just the, the class act of this field. I know it's only coming out of class one company straight into this midway, but I think that last start win was actually really, really strong. It's drawn handy enough, nine to midfield, like middle of the pack, should I say. And although it just seems like a special horse. I mean, that. Class one field. I mean, nothing's really come out of that field. It's it's nothing special, to be honest. But looking at this midway, you go catapult. That's just a that's dropped straight out of my uh, black book. Big surprise, more or less the same. I think last night's a little bit of a forgive. Uh, Tommy's already touched on a few of these. Actor. I mean, I can see why the money's coming. It's a Tommy Berry niche in combo. I mean, that's that's like J Mac Chris Waller in some sense. So. Can see why the money's come in and a strong win last start, but yeah, it's pretty hard for me to look past the favourite. So different strokes for me. Always like a stroke. All right, um, race three is the two thousand meter race, the seventy eight, and what's scratched? That King's Air is scratched. Um, Herman Hesse five dollars into four twenty. Solar Apex for Waller for forty in from seven. Yee Yee is going around again at six. Uh, Ita or Ita, not sure how they do that one. Um, Eight fifty and Bazooka. It's already been backed a little bit. Um, it opened nine, but drifted, but it's come back into pretty much the same. And Dream Runners there as well. Um, Tommy Berry, Keith Dryden had a few placings in its last few starts. Tommy, who are you with? I'd be with the Nature Strip Colors, I think. Um, with Solar Apex, um, its perform- its last two runs have been pretty fantastic, I thought. Um the last start, uh, last two starts at Gosford, putting things like Shibley and and Enduring Night and a few other things that have come out and won since and put them to bed pretty easily. Like if you look at the last start, like McDonald's sits up on Solar Apex 
Um, it was a really cocky win, and I think it's on the improve as well. So um, I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, it got to Group 1 company last Saturday. I know it didn't do great in the SA Derby, but it, it's been gelded since, and it's just been um, hasn't been asked for much. A couple of Gosford uh, benchmark 72s, but he, he did them both pretty easy. So I'm going to stay with Solar Apex. Um, Depending on the, how the first two races go as well, Coey, as you said, there could be a leader's bias. Um, if it's a bit even and we see a couple of them uh, running home, I again, I've, I've we almost got the money first up with Monaghel, but its run its run was really good last start. And if they're making up ground and all things fair, I might have something on the seven dollars a place Monaghel. But I, I really like Solar Apex, Coey. Ditto. Um, I think it maps really well. Solo Apex. Winning form is good form. J-Max sticks. Uh, doesn't really get penalised for the two two lead-up wins. So, I mean, it's weighted well. 57 kilos. J-Mac on board. In form. Yeah, I, I can't really look past that. I mean, I, if anything, I can understand the bazooka specking, but the fact that it's drawn the car park, like literally the car park, it wouldn't surprise me if Dave Payne just scratched this thing. It probably prefers to be on speed. So the fact that it's drawn 16, I would anticipate it comes out, but it will appreciate running on top of the ground. Um, it's been pretty luckless, this horse. So I'd still be with the, well, it's not the favourite, is it, Solar Apex, but I'll be with those famous colours. Yeah, it's pretty much 420 and 440. They're pretty similar. Uh, race four is the Stan Fox. Very short one in Coast Watch. Uh, it's $1.90 now. Last time I saw that today, it was at least 2.15. So, been back. Had a win two starts ago at Kembla. Um, Brigantine is there at 4.40 in from five today. Um, Cotelli, I guess, for Hugh Bowman and Jonah O'Shea. That's been backed as well. Halal is there. And even Akahiro. Um, it's into $16 as well. But what do you reckon, Tommy? Coast Watch, J-Mac, Waller, nice combo. Oh, we were on it at $34 in the um, Golden Rose a couple of weeks ago. And, it, man, it gave just such a great sight. I uh, thought I was home at one point. But, um, again, there was a bit of leaders by and sort of It still did really well for third. So um, you'd think that Group 1 form is the form that uh, that is going to be winning this race. Can I take a $1.90? Probably not. Um Look, if it drifts out to more than two bucks on the day, I probably think I'll have a bet. But maybe I've got to go with something like Halal. We've we've seen it run run so well in Melbourne, and then uh, come to the Group Ones in Sydney. Um, uh, even Brigantine, um, it, it had a win a couple of starts ago. But I, I, I look, Zach, I think Coast Watch wins. But I I think it was a really tough run two weeks ago, and he, he could. He has been flat after a big run before, but if all things are equal, Coast Watch does it easy. So, yeah, um, maybe play a couple of first fours and chuck a few in, but I, I think the form drops away after Brigantine. Can you get off Coast Watch, Coey? I'm on Brigantine. I got, took that five bucks, snapped it up. I just think uh, – I figured that it was going to come in a little bit. I, I was actually really surprised that Coast Watch opened so short. I know it's coming out of Group One Company, but I wasn't anticipating even even money. I guess the the most interesting thing about Coast Watch is that J Mac jumps back on, Nash jumps onto Brigantine. So I'm I'm going with my gut feeling, and I'm just going to need a nice steer by Nash, just the leader leader steer, a classic Nash ride. Um, it, I mean, I think it's anyone's game. I think it, they could settle anywhere. These top three in the market, I think. Um, Ideally, Brigantine will find the front cross, 
get some soft sectionals and then just shoot for home. That's what I'm really hoping for. And I've, that's where I've stuck my two cents already. So, and the, I think the form line is quite good. That up and come, uh, sorry, not that up and coming, that um, two starts back in that three and four year old at Randwick where I, I got a decent price for it. And I mean, I know that field is far weaker than what it is probably in this field. Upcoming three year olds like Coast Watch. But that run down at Caulfield over the 1,400, I think that was oh, – it was enormous in my eyes. Lightsaber stole it because it just found the front easy and it just kept going. And Brigantine just couldn't bridge the gap. So if Brigantine does lead this start, I'm, I'm just going for it. I'll be – I'm not chips in, but I've put some decent Jeez. stake on it. <laughs> Confident. All right. We head to the consul, Roman consul, uh, Paulelli is the fave, 230 – Pretty much the same. 225 now. It's coming off two seconds. It had a win. Three three starts back where it beat in the Congo. Um, sort of states there at 550. Glen Eagles, one we know. King of Sparta. Oh, President and Tri-State. Tri-State's going around again. Um, God, I don't know. Can you take 225, Tom? Look, you understand why. There's a little rumour that it could be scratched and it may go to an Everest, but... Um... You'd think you'd think it'd be tough to beat um, if all things are equal. But then again, as Kelly said, there might be just uh, the rail out there a bit. It, it might have a lot of work to do. I thought something like Tri-State was really good last start, uh, coming third. Again, look, the winner, a um, couple hundred to go. It was doing pretty well, Collett. Um, riding this horse through this preparation has, has been doing really well. And it handled that jump up to grade... Um, Easy, so I think Tri-State each way might be a um, bet. Uh, Glen Eagles is the other one I've 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 really got to speak um, highly for. I thought it was um, it was running on strong and um, it makes his run a bit earlier. I think he gets them about fifty meters past the line. He's in front, so he's had a nice trial since and five fifty. I, I might have to have something of that. There's a couple there. I got to be with Glen Eagles and maybe uh, Tri-State each way. One with odds here, Kelly. I'll throw to you. Overpass. Can you explain to me why it's thirty-one into twenty-three? I understand it had one start first, or it's had one start where it came eighth. Um, it's one from one second up. But any reason it's thirty-one into whatever twenty something now? I mean, during that two-year-old season, so I think it was looking to try and sneak into the golden uh, slipper. It won two on the trot, and then it just. Uh, sorry, it won the first ever run it had, and then it, they just kind of stepped off and then went, we'll rather go to the Queensland back end of the carnival, that kind of stuff. And then, you know, went Size Produce, JJ Atkins, and, you know, it's followed Group 1 formulas. Um, as for why the money's come, I mean, it's probably overs. I mean, it's still got decent pedigree behind it, but... Would I take it on this race? I mean, I guess the real question mark is overpass was thirty four bucks, and something like Paul Ellie's two bucks, two twenty five, like you said. So, yeah, you can expect the early money, whether it's owners' money. It is a Derby syndicated horse, so I mean, whether they've just jumped on for the sake of it, I have no idea. As for the rest of the race, though, Tommy's right. I reckon Glen Eagles will probably have the last say in this race. Uh, so the speed battle is going to be interesting because O President's drawn drawn low. Uh, I don't know what Tri State does from the outside. Well, it's not outside; it's only barrier eight, but towards the outside. And then you got something like Sword of State, which last start was kind of 
kept safe. Is that how I word it? I mean, I think everyone was anticipating it was going to try and vie for the lead, but it never did. And it just stuck around midfield and it was just out of character almost. So it didn't follow the, the race pattern as it did in New Zealand. So like in the group one system mistakes, I don't know if you've seen the replays, but it pretty much just, yeah, led and just won for fun. You can understand why, Paul, at least 225, will I take it? No, that's why I want to just chance it and go for our president. I think that Nash hopefully just leads and wins. That's just the low draw. I think it'll dictate. Um, and I think the price is right. Uh, that's all I can really, you know, adjudicate this on. Paul Ellie, the, the best horse probably in the race. But saying that, the price is, raw, is wrong for me. So, oh, president for me. Okay, yeah, hopefully just keeps the lead and keeps going. Race six yeah. is the angst, and Kiku is the fave. 460, and Amaralina, five bucks. We mentioned that earlier. Mirror Vision, All Saints Eves there. A bit of money for Charlize, Tommy. That's Kieran Meyer and Jay Collett. Collett's been running a lot of winners lately. Um, Grace and Harmony, All Hallows Eve. Um, the only thing that's really had a bit of coin is uh, a little bit Amaralina and Charlize. Who are you with? I'm going to be with one of the top two. Um, I think Kiku and Amaralina going a, a mile. I know second up could, could be a bit risky, but I think both of them are good 2,000-meter horses. I think, I mean, eventually, but I think Kiko, uh, Kiku suits a bit more here. Um, Kiku scratched out of the sil- Silver Eagle, running on really well, really strong, and straight to a mile. Second up, uh, uh, Tommy Berry, Chris Waller. I think that's a Good combination, um, and then and Marilena, then I think they've got a length on uh, the rest of the field. Who are you with, Kai? Tricky race. Um, speed's drawn wide. Um, I, I definitely couldn't disagree with the um, the top two in the market. I think Kiku, this maps really well, 1,600 metres. Barrier one's probably the little bit of the query. I don't know how far back it will settle within that. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be ridden positively or what the case is going to be in terms of tactics. Uh, it does like to settle towards the back. So I don't know. I don't know if I want to see Kiku fall back the fence. Uh, that would be the only query I have of this. Uh, and Marilina, I think last start, just put a pen through that run. It was only it was only 2.7 lengths behind the winner in a tissue. And everyone knows how that horse has been absolutely flying as of late. I don't think the barrier will be too too much of an issue. Whether I can spec that price, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm just going to chance it, and I can, I, I I will take Kiku, but as an each way, I I don't mind Charlie's. I can see why money's actually come for Charlie's. I think it it's it will probably appreciate going up in distance. That Tibby form's probably not a bad form line to be looking at in this race. I think. I know it was three three and a half lengths behind Madam Legend in that TB, but if you watch its last kind of two hundred meters, it picks up off the bit again and starts going again. Uh, it looked real flat, then it just lifted off the canvas. Um, it is in it's third up, so you know it's going to be rock hard fit. The price is probably right. What is it about ten bucks, Tunners? Yep. Um, I wouldn't mind a little each way go on Charlie's and it does do no, it's never run track or distance actually. So I lie about that, but I think the step up to the mile is really positive. So I don't mind a little specking on that, but I'll be with you, Tommy and have a little on Kiku. 
All right, we go first leg of the quaddie. It's a silver eagle. Some good ones going around here. Encounter rupees, the fave for Robert and Luke Price. Regan Bayless after running a couple of big wins. Uh, Five fifty. Ellsberg is there. Six dollars. Equation. Tommy and Annabelle. Vangelic, which Tommy mentioned earlier. Amish boy and high supremacy gets us into double figures. High supremacy is seventeen into twelve, so there's been some love for it. Uh, but equation as well. Tommy nine into six fifty. Yeah, the um. It was a bit disappointing first up, but again, not not a lot went for uh, right for uh, the Aquas runner. Um, it's it's a really good field. It it's um, got a lot of winning uh, form lines coming in. You look at High Supremacy Amish Boy came second to Mars Crusader first up. Like um, Ellsberg was great first up. Um, I said Counter Rupee Blondo was really good coming second last. So Triple Ace is at twenty dollars at and um, hasn't finished out of the placings, I think, every run. Um, it's a really good race. Uh, I think Counter Rupee, uh, step up to this grade, I really want to see. And um, in an open field like this, having 550 for it, I, I'm definitely going to spec that because I think there's a bit of class about this horse. Regan Bayless coming off two Group 1 wins last start as well, the informed jockey. I think he's, um, I think he's the perfect jockey for this horse. It'll it'll be coming from the back and hopefully um, we saw like, like first up it can go around runners like not even get in trouble just calmly switch off in the run and then just find your own path to the front and let this horse go because I think there's a lot of talent to it. In saying that, if there's a leader's bias, Vangelic's going to be right up there. Triple Ace is going to be right up there. Ellsberg's going to be right up there. But maybe all this speed leads to something like Counter Rupee. Um, you got Prime Star as well. We haven't seen the best of it. I think off a couple of big runs, it could um, it could definitely come into it again. Amish Boy just was great first up, bit disappointing the Group One last start, but it's a ripping field. I mean, you couldn't even even Sammy. I think it's a bit over the odds at thirty one dollars. I know it's coming out of benchmark form, but it's um it looks to bet at, at a short price. This might be um. Might be a bit too soon for this horse, but it, it's it's definitely going to be um, one to look at in the future. But I think it would be worth counter rupee in this field and um, maybe at the price, triple ace. Surely all this speed counts for something like coming home like that. I agree. What do you reckon, Coe? It's going to be head. It's really interesting because, I mean, mate, I would have been genuinely putting a fair few dollars on Prime Star, but this horse genuinely cannot draw a barrier. It's drawn the car park again. And this race would have mapped really well if it drew anywhere lower than 10. Um, but the fact of the matter is it's running from 14 and uh, it might get stuck out there. Um, Ellsberg and Vangelic are underneath it. And I, I imagine that they will be vying for the lead. Um, I guess the interesting form line will be just the fact that Ellsberg's three from three first up. So don't take that lightly. I think the fact that it's six bucks is great. Um, but on in the same breath, I guess Vangelic, it's come off two group two runs. Like in terms of form, I mean, I think that's red hot. Um, the fact that a one last start in the pendant and then it's only going to be carrying 54 and a half still, um, 55 and a half, sorry. It, I think that's genuinely surprising. Um, so initial thoughts, I think Vangelic wins. But if I were to have a little couple of bucks, if it is a swoopers race, I... I am with Amish boy, Amish boy, however you want to pronounce it. I think just the, it's got a genuine turn of thought, but I think 
it's just where it maps out and how far it's going to be back uh, is the real question mark. It, I mean, Vangelic and Ellsberg might be 10 lengths in front of this horse coming into the point of the turn. I just don't know. If it, if it bridges that gap in, in some cruisy sectionals and mid-race, it might have the last say. I genuinely think so. And I, it could easily catch, I don't know, make six or seven lengths in that last 300 metres. But I will be with Vangelic with a little bit on Amish boy, Amish boy. Okay. A lot of speed. Um, race eight, we have the spring champion stakes. Profondo is there. So Profondo is 3.30. Ran a bit, ran a bit fucking green last start and gave the race to head of state. I remember it clearly because I was on Profondo where it came second. Um, it had a win, though, in a midweek before that. Um, head of state is there as well. That opened 460. It's now 380. So 330, 380, they're there. Never been kissed. Um, is there as well after its win last week at huge odds. Um, 480. Allegron. This is me. This is $9. I'm on at 50s and 14 to place. Give it fucking strength. Uh, Benno, I thought that was pretty good, Tom, that last start when you, you backed it or you put it forward. I think it jumped at 21 bucks, still ran a place. It was actually really good. Um, Inverell and French Emperor. French Emperor, 51 into 20s. But what do you think? Yeah, you're right, mate. Like, um, I thought I was smart getting in um, Benno on an early price and it sort of drifted, but its run was in the gloaming was really good. Um I think ten bucks for it as well is is worth a spec at um at the two thousand meters. Um yeah, definitely definitely running on strong and I think it'll suit it. And and a horse like Profondo. We saw um Richard Lit this race a couple of years ago with uh Castelvecchio and I think he's gonna do the same sort of thing with this horse. It's got class, it's got the pedigree, it's got it's got a bit of everything and it'll be really targeting this race. Um Robbie Dolan on this horse, the, the barrier is not the best, uh, and it's got a good horse up against it in head of state. It was really impressive last start. Um, I think I got to be with Benno though at the at the price, but you could easily see these two or the the Group One winner back up or for you, Zach Allegron. Give it strength, Coey. Anything? I don't know. It's, it's a, this is really really tough. Um... Head of state, I could definitely make a case for. Profondo, it's such a question mark. It's it's a roll of the dice, I think. I mean, pedigree, yeah, definitely. It's got plenty of it. It's just, it is just greener than grass, this thing. So I just, I just don't know. Um, if you were to just go, well, between the two favourites, I'd still be with head of state, uh, just for the fact that, you know, it beat Profondo last start. I think the fact that, you know, J-Max sticks, barrier's not an issue, it, yeah, if I were to pivot between the two, two favourites, I'd be going head of state again. But I think there could be a chance for something like Allegron. Uh, it all just comes down to how much they fight at the front. I don't know if there will be so much of a hectic battle up front. I think it could be just never being kissed at the front by itself and just coasting again. I just don't think that it's it's a 2,000-metre horse. And... I don't know. Like the no one thought it'll win last night. I guess um, just the fact that it was just behind, sitting behind the leaders, and then it just pounced, and it was right, right place, right time, and I think it killed everyone's quaddy, if I'm correct mm. to say. Um, running, running at forty-one bucks or whatever it did, and I, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that Gay and Adrian, you know, does something like this again. But I just don't see it winning. Um, I give Allegron definitely half a chance, but I'm still Thank you. head of state. Yeah, head of state. Right. Well, as long as I run a hole, that'd be nice. Um, we go to the Nivison. Yeah. Uh, 1,200 metres, great news. Um, 
Fuck, it stung me a few times. Tommy Berry, Kim War, seven fifty into five bucks already. So we're five bucks the field. Minaj, J Mac, and John O'Shea, five fifty. Rocker Clock, seven fifty. And I was mentioning, I think off air, that Rocker Clock might be a good bet for the invitation. I think he can maybe get fifty still, maybe twenty six if it's been wound in. Um, Bellucci Babe, Tim Clark, Beyond Baker, it's already been backed fourteen into eight. And then we go to the double figures where you got Sweet Deal, Wonderbar, Madam Legend, and Geist, Tommy. Yeah, um, I think if you like one of these horses for the invitation, I'd back it now because I reckon whoever wins this race uh, is likely to get a spot because it is pretty nice. Um, yeah, great news. You mentioned Zach Minaj had a couple of nice trials now with John O'Shea. It'd be really interesting to see how it goes. Um, Rocker Clock, Huey um, has ridden this horse pretty well in the past. Uh, I, I want to speak a couple at a decent price. I think Madam Legend, Les Bridges, has um, placed this horse so well. It's had four starts this prep for three wins, and its run in the TV was pretty good. If there's any um, on-leader bias, Madam Legend could make a fool of them pretty easy. Um, the other one who um, we keep seeing, Sweet Deal, it's it's serving its comeback just for um, just for a shot at the invitation. I think all guns will be set to um, win this race, win the invitation, and then um, go have a fall and be a mum. And $10 is a great price for a horse like she's a uh, sweet deal. Coming out of Group 1, um, quality races, last prep as well. I think it was even favourite in a, um, a Tats Tiara. So the draw isn't great for it, but Nash knows his horse so well and he'd love to send it off great. Um, the, the one other one I want to have a little couple of bucks on would be Geist with Rachel King, James Cummings, um, uh, getting the – uh, this horse had a couple of decent starts uh, early, uh, first two runs of this prep, and I think it could be in around the money as well. Thoughts, King? Um, yeah, wide open affair. I wouldn't mind having a little tickle on Minaj. Great first up record, J-Max Dix. I think it'll be a little bit more positive out of the gates now that it's drawn two. I think it will be positive early money for it. I can totally understand that. Uh, a couple of interesting runners. I mean, great news. Oh, God. I think it's it's turning into Trumbull. It's Trumbull 2.0. Um, I don't know how I'm just... It's hard to look past what it's capable of doing. And you look at this prep and it's got against the likes of Fatus and a couple of runners in this, like Madam Legend, and it's just come up just short and you just got... You, you can't feel... You know, you, I... I find this horse just infuriating. I just, <laughs> whenever I'm on it, I lose. Whenever I'm off it, I win. Um, sorry. I'm whenever I'm boat. off it, it wins. Yeah, I'm in the same so boat. So it, it, it's so hard not to put a couple of bucks on it. You just can't help yourself, and you'd be just pulling your hair out if you're not on it. So I will have a couple of bucks on it, but that's more on a personal reason. Uh, one that I don't mind specking is Wonderbar. <laughs> I didn't think I would be saying such a thing, but I think just – Drawn eight, first up record's pretty darn good. It's a proper 1,200-metre horse, I think, um, whilst a lot of these horses, I know it's first up runs, so it's gone a little bit shorter, and their pet distances are probably more 14 to a mile. But Wonderbar, first up record, really strong. 12 bucks right now. Jay Collin on board, I don't mind specking that, but I'll be going a little bit on great news because just the sake of it, you and then yeah. specking, specking a little bit wider on Wonderbar. All right. Uh, we go to the last. Um, 
1,000 metres, benchmark 78. And I think, this is another one, I had two bets early on Wednesday and they were on the lead, which is this favourite here and that what's in in the fave. Um, when I looked at it, I kind of thought that, you know, they might, it might jump favourite and it pretty much went to favouritism really quickly. This Marnix for the Cummings has drifted 290 to 380 pretty quick and on the lead 460 to 330 pretty quick. So you got Kinlock there at 440. Leo obviously had a win the other week and Justfield and Battleground, but pretty good money for this on the lead early, Tom, Richard and Michael. Yeah, I can see why. I mean, uh, McDonald, Barrier 3, things could work out pretty well for it. We've seen what it can do before uh, in his past as well. But um, I want to expect something like Kinlock, um, Chris Lee, Hugh Bowman. Uh, this horse was, I, th- I thought, really good improver uh, at the later end of its three-year-old preparation. It, it, it had a few wins uh, on the Kensington and just um really tough sort of horse. And I think... Uh, a nice big spell for it. I, I reckon we see it come back and win a couple of races. I've been waiting for this horse to come back, and I think it might I think it might go all right. Huey on. Um, I think it might be a good day for Huey and Chris Lees. Go high. Nice, nice to me. I mean, have a watch of that trial if you get a chance. It's really, really nice. It's. I know it's only Musselbrook form and it's a small field and everything else, but the trial's really nice, and it looks like it's going to be in for a big preparation. I had decent thoughts about this horse. Last preparation and it proved right twice. Um, it's in terms of speed maps. I mean, the only big question mark what happens with on the lead is it could it get trapped? It could get trapped, much like Kinlock as well. Um, it's drawn low, but it's not. It likes to settle about midfield off the speed that kind of range, especially with this field in front. So you got the likes of Proud Mayor, Leo, uh, Blue Missile, Emmalette. Blue Bellucci Babe doesn't mind going forward as well. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of speed drawn outside of it. So, if it is crazy out front, I mean, on the on the lead and Kinlock will have the last thing. I have no doubt about that. Um, saying that, it's pretty hard to spe- spec anything else in my eyes. I think Battleground's been really disappointing. Leo is coming off highway form, which I don't know if it's the right. I mean, it is only a benchmark 78 at the end of the day. Um, but not for mine. Bellucci Babe, if it drew a little bit closer, it, I would have definitely uh, followed it in because it comes out of the same form line as on the lead. But just due to the fact that it's drawn the car park, I just want to put a pen through it. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to chance it and just got to jump on with you, Tunis. And I reckon on the lead, we'll have the last say from, I'm, I'm hoping kind of three back, one out. That's probably where I want it to be sitting, but we'll wait and see. All right. Beautiful. That's what I like, a bit of, bit of confidence on the lead. All right, multi. All right, uh, I'll be going first. I'm going in the first. I'm going to go what's in, in the highway to place. I think you're getting a tick over three bucks. Uh, we're going to go count to rupee to place in race seven at Randwick, and then we're going chips in on the lead in the last to win. Uh, I'm staying the whole whole multi is all going to be at Randwick, and you're getting a tick over 22. So you're getting 22.50 for that. Tom? Uh, I've got a couple from Randwick. I got different strokes. I think it wins uh, the midway. I think it's a good horse, and um, yeah, it's going to be pretty good. And and the next race, Solar Apex. I think uh, first two runs pretty good. McDonald Waller and the Nature Strip colours too good for him. Let's put Zaki in. Let's get that bank interest. The uh, multiplier one point two five. Animo as well. I know it's drawn a bad gate, but I think it's too good for him, even though Vitorius has drawn that inside gate. I like Animo, and 
in Queensland. I think Apache Chase wins. Uh, Desley brought this horse back and it adds one on return and I think it uh, has another win here. There's five legs. It's 100 bucks all up. I've done a couple <laughs> of systems, three, ten, uh, uh, four, fives, and had 20 bucks on all five to get up. Love that. Kohai, take it away. Uh, I've got the same leg as Tommy. Apache Chase for Desley. I think that Wheatwood form will carry over. I think it's just, it just wins that 220. Wouldn't surprise it started in red odds. Uh, we go, we stay up there actually. Then we've got Honourable Spirit. That comes out of the Toowoomba Cup form. Luckily, I was on Whopper T last start. This time, I'm hoping it goes one better. Uh, that's at 240. Heading down south, I, I like Vangelic, but I'll take it for the price of a place. And final leg, we'll go further south, go to the Caulfield Guineas, and I'll have a little bit on Lightsaber to place. That'll give you... A, what would that give you? 48 bucks. Oh, we'll call it 50. Beautiful. With a boost. Yeah. All right. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Um, we're a week out from Everest and some big races, but this weekend, hopefully, we can um, get a few. Get, get a bit better than last week. I think all I got was thinking over last week, and it was $1.80. So, fingers crossed. Thanks for joining me, boys. See you, boys. Good,